Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the brand new audio series, The Communicator. I'm Yesenia Reynoso, and I, for one, cannot be any more ecstatic to bring you a brand new show that will dive into the world of corporate communications from an in-house lens. I could not be any more ecstatic after months of hard work and idea building and plenty of content. I am so happy to finally bring this to light and to share with you all not only my love for corporate communications, but also for storytelling. I think we can all agree that through messaging, branding, and all other aspects from a identity and reputational standpoint, storytelling is the key to not only building connections, but also to get people to understand our concept. Why is it important for us to be informed or persuade? And that is what the communicator is all about. We are going to be diving into all aspects of corporate communications from internal, external, strategic, advocacy, crisis, financial, you name it, we are going to be touching all of the bases. For those who don't know me, I am one half of the podcast Marketer Pitch, which is a PR and marketing podcast that I host alongside my good friend and partner, Corey Davis. We are actually about to enter into our fourth season. So please, if you haven't yet, follow us at Twitter and Instagram at Marketer Pitch and all episodes, including the intermission series, freestyle, and the limited series, Short Takes, is available across all major podcasting mediums, YouTube, and the Helium Network. Before we dive in, I'm going to give you a little bit of additional background about myself. I, for one, have been so in love with storytelling since I can remember. And it wasn't until I arrived in college when I realized that story t- I wanted to do something with my, with my career in terms of storytelling. And it was leading me into the direction of communications. But I didn't know exactly where within communications. It wasn't until I got in my first opportunity at the Times Square Alliance where I ended up discovering my love for public relations Hence, it ended up uh, being developed into a close to a 15-year career working strictly in in-house corporate communications departments from the for-profit and the nonprofit sectors. And it has garnered me so much um, expertise, skill set, mastery, and so many other elements. I am currently an award-winning storyteller and corporate communications uh, content creator. I am bilingual. Uh, and there is something about telling a story from all walks of life that simply resonates. And again, through the communicator, I hope to build a community alongside all of you and to develop a show that is going to talk about the ins and outs of PR, but also from an in-house standpoint, figuring out ways as to how we could better position ourselves uh, to deliver stories that is going to resonate with audiences. Uh, And I truly hope that um, when you come into the world of the communicator, I hope that the show will give you so many tools and resources uh, and tips and suggestions for you to implement onto your communications plans, campaigns, and other initiatives that is going to help Uh, yourself, your clients, uh, and your organizations. 
and so with that, we are going to be diving in into the very first episode of The Communicator, which I am so ecstatic about. But before we do, I just want to point out that May is Asian American Pacific Islanders Month. And I definitely want to give a shout out to all of the Asian American and Pacific Islander PR pros who are day in and day out putting their stories across so many mediums and raising awareness on key issues that are very important to the Asian community. And so we salute you, we support you, we acknowledge you, and we celebrate you. Thank you so much for what you do on a daily basis and continue amplifying the stories and voices of the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. Keep doing what you're doing. And so with that, we are going to be diving into the very first episode of The Communicator and, well, let's communicate about mental health, shall we? but mental health from within a internal communications lens. As you all know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And as of today, we have seen a shift in terms of how conversations surrounding mental health is becoming normalized. We must acknowledge the incredible progress our society has made, especially in professional environments on tackling this delicate issue. However, there is still deep stigmatization Apologies for the for the blurbing there on addressing mental health, a taboo subject. We are still in the middle of a major, major mental health crisis. Over the last decades, but more specifically within the last few months or years, mental health has been at the forefront in the communications world. It has quickly become even more apparent within the internal communication sphere as organizations figure out the best formats in adopting to word language communications mediums, and other different types of protocols that must be inserted onto everyday practices. From an internal communication standpoint, adopting best practices opens the door to transparency and openness in how we discuss wellness. Being consistently aware of the messaging that gets transmitted across platforms or collateral can assist communicators in the constant evolution of their storytelling tailored to their audience preferences. And now we're going to enter and talk about three components that all of you must know. The first component revolves around community, the development of your community. And speaking about it, speaking about it in general is one of the most powerful attributes any individual can utilize. One of the best ways people can talk is through community relations. Internally, community groups among employees have risen in popularity over the years, offering employees a safe space to connect with other fellow colleagues without having any negative repercussions is very powerful. When it comes to discussing mental health, staff can share their stories, formulate solutions, give support, embrace feedback, and advise on resources that can assist everyone in their struggles. Humans are social animals where we rely extensively on one another to solve problems creating space for all staff, ranging from junior, mid, all the way up to the senior levels to talk about challenges openly inspires people to tell their story. We all suffer from stress, anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues, either personally or professionally. Having open and honest conversations about mental health, both in person and digital, is the first step in the complete eradication of the mental health stigma. And this, when developing your community, 
can also reside in the fact that employee resource groups can also be a viable solution to discussing mental health issues and also working extensively with human resource to come up with adequate solutions that is going to be beneficial staff-wide. The second component that I want to mention is the emergence of those internal wellness policies. Internal communications departments are collaborating in tandem with sweet seat executives and HR informing internal audiences on a wide variety of wellness practices, from gym memberships to meditation sessions to yoga classes, healthy eating, and mental health support. Organizations understand that implementing these wellness practices can increase staff production and economic revenue. However, what we are witnessing more is the emergence of these brand new wellness policies that outside of the corporate circles are making an impact. Originally, the standard benefits include sick days, personal days, and PTO, aka pay time off, continues to be a staple for businesses. However, internal communication experts now must learn and incorporate these new policy communications built for the workplace of tomorrow. Policies that are currently in place among other countries and will soon be introduced to the American public if it hasn't already. Policies include universal health care, unlimited PTO, paid sick leave, paid family leave, universal basic income or UBI for short, mental health days, remote hybrid work model, which is currently happening, automatic company wide week off. A couple of years ago, Bundle first introduced that the four-day work week, which is right now starting to take shape, among others. These new policies will help tremendously in building a work-life balance. It will also give individuals power to focus more on their well-being. And what is also incredibly important for us internal communications pros is the understanding of why these policies are taking shape. Having a clear understanding from a policy standpoint as to how these uh, practices are going to be occurring, how is it going to be implemented, and why is it going to be uh, done. And so it is incredibly important for you to stay tabs on the news and also work in extensively if you don't have a legal uh, and or policy division, along with human resources as well, for all sides to be able to watch extensively as to how these policies continue to develop over the years and also hearing employee feedback as to how these policies are going to be bene beneficial staff-wide. Remember, it's all about increasing productivity that is going to translate to staff, product, uh, to staff happiness. And now onto the third component, which is beyond the internal communications platforms. A mentally healthy, healthy workplace promotes employee well-being, tackle world-related health mental issues, and the construction of a work support system for those who are currently dealing or have in the past with mental health issues. It all starts with the corporate culture. Very important. When colleagues feel valued, appreciated, and supported, they are mentally ready to give their absolute best. Internal communication platforms such as intranets, Slack, Google Workplace, email, and Microsoft Office are one way to create synergy for employees to open about mental health. These platforms can keep staff updated on all wellness news and resources, hosting different types of internal events such as town halls, Q&As, panels and workshops, among others, 
as well as developing integrated communications practices such as audio and video surrounding mental health is also another way where those discussions can occur. I think, I think it's incredibly important to have a clear analysis or performing an audit as to the kinds of platforms that you have and figuring out ways as to how can we utilize them the best way in order to develop a clear line of communications between senior executives and staff? You want to be able to develop open spaces for your team to be able to address these kinds of issues. And more importantly, develop a space of belonging and inclusivity. And if it means to develop uh, an area where staff can feel comfortable in talking about these issues, or at least if they need help, have resources ready to go. We always spend a lot of time from a staff perspective with each other. And so bonds can be uh, created during that period. And so as communications pros, we need to see and hear everything from across all internal avenues and then picking up on ways as to how we can improve on those communications lines since we have direct ties to upper management. Now, incorporating mental health and wellness policies into communications plans is very crucial for developing a supportive and inclusive work environment. Now, in order for you to effectively include mental health and wellness into your internal communications practices, I have eight tips for you that you can incorporate into your internal communications plans when you want to address mental health and other key wellness policies. Number one, establishing a mental health and wellness framework. Develop a comprehensive mental health and wellness framework that outlines the organization's commitment to employee well-being. This framework, framework, I should say, should include policies, resources, and guidelines that support mental health in the workplace. Number two, developing clear and consistent messaging. Crafting clear, concise, and empathetic messages that convey the importance of mental health and wellness. Use language that is supportive, non-stigmatizing, and encourages open dialogue. Ensure that the message is consistent across all communications channels and ensure that that message, on top of it being empathetic, is also compassionate. Compassionate, empathetic messaging is what is resonating right now across the communications world. Audiences, both internal and external, want to ensure that companies genuinely care. And so it is incredibly important for you to capture that component and be able to intertwine it into your messaging. Number three, train managers and leaders. Provide training to managers and leaders to equip them with the proper knowledge and skills necessary to support their team members' mental health and wellness. They should be able to recognize the signs of distress, have conversations about mental health, and know how to direct employees to appropriate resources. I can't emphasize this enough. Training matters. The more trainings and workshops that staff can go so that they can sharpen their skills, the better suited they are and well prepared to handle any kind of situation whenever uh, an employee is dealing with some sort of mental health crisis. Number four, utilizing various communication channels. Incorporating mental health and wellness messages across multiple communication channels to reach all employees. These channels may include email newsletters, intranet portals, digital signage, team meetings, video conferences, and internal social media platforms. 
there are so many communication channels are are now available and it depending as to your organization whether it's big or small and as well as the size of your team there are a variety of communications mediums where staff can be addressed and also figuring out ways as to how you can convey those messages onto them and so it's incredibly important whether it's through newsletters uh intranets com uh, communication platforms such as slack wherever the employees mainly talk most of the time that is where you may you may want to go and and relay those messages messages to them and you are also open to try out brand new platforms as well keeping staff fully informed and well prepared as to what the organization is doing is going to bring dividends number five highlighting available resources regularly communicate information about available mental health resources and support programs this can include employee assistance programs counseling services workshops webinars and self-help tools make sure employees are very aware of how to access these resources and to emphasize the confidentiality and privacy of such issues. Sometimes employees will prefer to keep their situations quiet, which is okay, which is why it's important to develop these open spaces, whether it's on a group or an individual setting. Also, it is really important where staff can access these resources, whether it's through an, an internal website, a portal, or whatever communication channel that is readily available. Up update that with all of the resources and keep updating whether it's on a daily a weekly bi-weekly whatever schedule you can come up with updating all of those resources with the proper links also dem also demonstrates on on top of all of the other uh tools so that it's readily accessible for staff to obtain number six share succession so success stories Highlight success stories and testimonials from employees who have benefited from mental health and wellness initiatives. This can help reduce stigma and encourage others to seek help when needed. It also demonstrates the organization's commitment to supporting employee well-being. Number seven, foster open dialogue. Encourage open conversations about mental health by creating safe spaces for employees to share these experiences, concerns, and suggestions. Consider setting up dedicated communications channels or forums where employees can discuss mental health topics, ask questions, or seek support from their peers. Number six and number seven both can be combined together. I think it is incredibly important to develop a work environment where fostering open dialogue is critical. Having employees the confidence for them to talk about these issues and talk about them openly, sharing their success stories, and also lending a helping hand to their team members creates an inclusive open environment that is going to be that is going to be welcoming for all and finally regular number eight regularly evaluate and adapt continuously evaluate the effectiveness of your communication strategies and make necessary adjustments based on employee feedback and engagement Regularly review your mental health and wellness policies to ensure they remain relevant and align them with best practices. I recommend doing an audit or at least an analysis, whether it's through a survey, a focus group, one-on-one -on -one or group. Always do an always do an audit, uh, at least either a monthly or a quarterly, uh, uh, a monthly, quarterly or a yearly uh, audit to get a 
to get a sentiment as to what employees are thinking, how the policies are performing, any practices that can be adapted, what's working, what's not working, and make those changes as you go. Remember, the internal communications sphere, along with mental health and wellness policies, are constantly changing. And so internal pros want to figure out ways as to how we can how we can incorporate these policies and making sure that they are set up not only for modern times, but also set up employees for success. Now, incorporating mental health and wellness policies into internal communications will forever be an, on an ongoing process. It requires active engagement, collaboration with key stakeholders, shareholders, senior executives, staff, and a long-standing commitment to creating a culture that priori prioritizes employee well-being. This is not going to change overnight. I think we can all agree that as we continue to further understand and incorporate mental health and wellness into not only our internal communications plans, but also to human resources and the overall organizations, I think we can, uh, I think we can all agree that putting employee well-being first is something that must be taken seriously and also ensuring that employees are set up for success. Uh, obviously, businesses are going to are going to put whatever it is that they have to do in order to ensure that revenue is being met. But also in order for revenue to to build up and get to where it needs to be financially, you need the backbone of your employees. Your workers are the key for you as a business owner or as a senior executive to ensure that numbers are met and more importantly, productivity remains at 100%. And so for internal communications pros, when you sit and discuss these types of mental health and wellness policies with your senior executives and other key individuals, it is incredibly important to listen and to ensure that employee outlook and well-being will always be first and foremost at the forefront and ensure that whatever policies or practices that are going to be implemented Listen, test them out, see whether or not it works, and if it does, keep it. If not, try again and find something new. Don't worry, we're going to have plenty of chances to dig further into mental health and wellness policies and also everything else that revolves around the internal communication sphere within the corporate communications umbrella. And with that, the very first episode of The Communicator comes to a close. I, for one, Cannot thank you enough, and I am so happy that you are listening to the first of many episodes of The Communicator. Remember, this show is for you. I want to ensure that whatever topics we are covering, I want you to be a part of it. So if you are interested in submitting a question, offering a comment, obviously, please DM below. I will have all the contact information for you uh, to submit your question or also via social media. All my social media handles will also be uh, within the the summary box and also on the comment also on the comments section as well. And please hit those subscribe buttons, hit those follow buttons. It will mean the world to me to have your support as I not only launch this new audio series, but also be able to build a community that is going to not only talk about communications, but also to figure out ways and solutions. 
to so many so many initiatives that are currently out there not only in our respective businesses but also the world in general and with that this show officially comes to a close thank you all so very much for tuning in i can't wait to see you at on at i should say episode two of the communicator let's talk about or i should say let's communicate about corporate comms shall we until then I am Yesenia Reynoso. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until the next episode.